Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. Oh, wait, this is so exciting. Are we starting over? No, 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 no. Okay, just talk amongst yourself, folks. Right, no, this is, I forgot to mention this when we were oh, prepping. Okay. This is a story of hope, David. Okay. This is one of the greatest stories of hope we'll ever talk okay, about okay. on this show. I'm holding up, if you see on video, by the way, our video has now moved to youtube.com slash at they that hope podcast. Oh, clever. It's very clever. And then you can see the cover of People Magazine. It's a little bit old. I'm sorry for being so delayed. But as you can see on the cover, Patrick Dempsey has been named the sexiest man alive. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, you don't. Believe yes, me. Yes, I do. You're thinking, you're probably thinking what I thought when you got it. After, why does my wife still subscribe to this stupid magazine? The second thought I had was, well, so what? He's done it numerous times. No. Patrick Dempsey has never been named the sexiest man alive in all his Dr. Madreamy things. It always went to George Clooney. 57 years old, David. I have no there idea. There is hope. I have no idea who he is. He's Patrick Dempsey. Seriously, He's, I have no idea who that guy is. He was in um, Grey's Anatomy. Nope. Which I never saw. No. He was in Enchanted. Nope. Come Strike on. two. Enchanted was a good one. That was like um, Amy Adams and she becomes the cartoon character in real life. That's a great movie, actually. He was... This is a great start. He was in other stuff. Yeah, we're nailing this. Why, what, what compelled you that said, okay, this is something we need to lead with on Bec the podcast Because today? Well, I just forgot about it. Okay. But because he's 57. Okay. And even at his... His age, he's the sexiest man alive, even though when he was in his 20s and 30s and he was considered a heartthrob, he didn't make it. It's just, it's a story of hope, David. I'm 51. I could still make it. How old are you? 58. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's over for you. Oh, well, missed it by a year. Okay, on that note, thanks, Bob. There's a lot of people that Yeah, yeah, what they're, and they're like, oh my gosh, we I have, didn't know we that. We have women that listen to this show. Yeah, yeah, and they know who apparently who Patrick Dempsey is. Like, I thought yes. it was some boxer or something no. like that. Jack Dempsey, any relation? Oh my gosh. I've got a, <clears throat> don't open that magazine. I'm that find magazine out is other trash. People, yes, it's total trash. It's actually mostly just photos with captions. Yeah, it's total trash. Anyway, let's move on. Look at how handsome he is. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, um, so real quick, uh, do you want to talk Thanksgiving first or sports first? Well, um, let's do Thanksgiving briefly. And how we was, talked a yeah. lot about Thanksgiving. But was, how did it go? Mine was fantastic. Okay. It was super chill. Very cool. laid back. And I had my chocolate chip cookies. That's great. That's great. And same, actually, mine was super chill as well. It was, honestly, it was a relaxing couple of days. Uh, I made dinner. Dinner turned out, for the most part, fine. I make a sweet potato casserole with sweet potatoes and brown sugar and nuts mm -hmm. and stuff on the top and bake it. It was more like a soup. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite turn out. I'm not quite yeah. sure what I did. It didn't quite turn out the way I expected. Friday afternoon, kind of sit down. It was actually around noon, uh, doing some work, just sitting. I've got kind of this lounge chair in my in my mm. room. Okay. I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my computer and just maybe close my eyes for a few minutes. And then it was Saturday. Three hours. <laughs> Seriously, Bob, I don't know that Do you that's- you not nap? No. Oh, I love napping. I don't know. Three hours. No, my Fitbit, Three hours wouldn't be enough, my, my Fitbit literally gave me another score. Like, gee, you had another night's sleep. It was crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I worked I, very hard. It was crazy. It was just you were up so, early. You were brining <clears throat> yep, yep. things, and um, it was that's fantastic. It we, was had great. we had a reader from Sa Saskatoon, okay. Saskatoon, okay, Saskatoon, Saskatoon, um, who said that if you 
Uh, stuffing that's not in a turkey is actually called dressing. Dressing, dressing. It turned out great. Some of the fryers I made two. I made a regular one and then make one with jalapeno. Some of the fryers thought it was a little hot, but I thought it was great. Yeah. Father Luke liked it. I did mass today. And okay. I've been asking all the fryers okay. how your food was and they've all raved. You know, about it was honestly, it was really, it was just a great, great day together. The fryers, everybody pitching in. But you know what the highlight was? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> I'm afraid I might. Okay. Was it the movie you all yes, watched? Yes, every, it's, it's the most classic, nothing, like, it's the most classic Thanksgiving movie ever. Seven of us sat in it and watched. Black Widow. Amen, baby. <laughs> nothing says happy Thanksgiving like Black Widow. And then Father it's Jonathan. It's a family movie. It is. It's actually, about a family coming together in a time of difficulty, reunited after a yes. period of separation. So it, the hour's like, the movie's two hours and 18 minutes. Father Jonathan left with like, Eight minutes left. I said, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'm, I'm tired." It's like literally. I can't take this anymore. Well, but I really. I, then I found out later he'd seen it. So, oh, okay. okay. Now I have a uh, a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. and this is sports related. Yes, yes. Do you know what a scoragami is? Ooh. Um, I do not. Okay. Does that, does that have to do with like making paper mascots? Let me say there was a scoragami yesterday in the NFL. Oh. Is it like a tsunami with scoring? Nope. Well, it tell was, me more. It was the, between the Broncos and the Browns, which the Broncos won. Which yes, was and they've been, winning, they've been winning quite well lately. Yeah, and I think the final score was maybe 29 to 12 or something like that. Oh. A scoregami is that score has never been done in the history of the NFL. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So there very interesting. So there's never been a 29 to 12 yeah, if victory that's, if that's in what the, the score was. But yeah. it was the second one that the Broncos were in because earlier in the year, they were like <laughs> 70 to 13 or something yeah. like that. They're crushing the score. But that was just card. kind of interesting, the score agami. There's, yeah. there's been, um, this year, there's been six score agamis, scores that have never been done. Wow. Which is kind of interesting. It is very yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. How'd yeah. the Broncos do? Sadly, I've come to realize that they're just they're horrible. Good, they're, good <laughs> they're better than the Panthers. And by the way, love to the Carolina Panthers. I just feel bad for the Panthers. They've only won one game. They just fired their coach today. Yeah. And if you follow the Panthers again, sorry if you do, um, they got a uh, they gave up their this year's draft pick for Bryce Young for their quarterback, yeah. which hasn't turned out well for Ruh -ruh. them. And ironically, now they're en route. To get the number one draft pick, which they're not going to get because they gave it to the Bears. So bad. So it's like a double lot. Like even them having a horrible season, you can't. They can't even say, "Well, you know what? At least we're going to get a good draft pick." You won't. The Bears will get it. Yeah, that's pick. awful. All the that's Chicago so Bears people are rooting for Carolina to lose, and so far their their dreams are coming true. That's so bad. Other uh, exciting NFL news. Yep. The. Um, uh, the Eagles beat the Bills good in a game. very exciting yeah, yeah, really, really good game. Really good and game. the Eagles are 10-1 and one yep. right now, yep. looking very dominant. Yes. I mean, they're going to they're gonna make it. The end of that game, it was interesting. The quarterback for the uh, Buffalo Bills, um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen yeah. has never won in overtime. He's 0-6. Isn't that oh, interesting? That's got to get that's gotta get. But the end of that game was the same as – I'm sure you didn't watch the Alabama-Auburn game. I did not. End of the game, uh, 20 seconds left. Fourth and goal on the 38-yard line, yeah. throws it up, touchdown in the corner. Wow. Alabama wins. Alabama wins. The official position of this 
podcast oh, is, is we it? don't like Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the official position. Come on, sweet okay. home uh, We like Alabama. that song. Okay, Notre Dame wins, which is great. Who did they beat? They beat Stanford, killed them. Okay. Okay, here's an interesting thing. It looks like Notre Dame may play LSU in the bowl game. And will you go to that bowl game? Probably not, but I'm toying with the possibility. <laughs> but they're playing, LSU is, Brian Kelly is the LSU coach right? who used to be the coach at Notre Dame. So right. everybody's who used like, to be the coach at Cincinnati. Yes. Ooh, Look at me. Nice, Look nice, at me. Nice. Well, the big college news of the of the weekend probably though was Michigan, Ohio yes, State. Yes. Michigan Massive. won. They did. Right to the last wire. Yep, it was yep. very I actually watched most of that game. It was very That was a good game. Yeah. Okay, here's the interesting thing. We didn't talk about this last week. Jimbo Fisher, I think his name is Jimbo Fisher, the coach of A and M. Okay. Okay, they fired him. Oh. You know what they pay him? No. Seventy five million dollars. Can you imagine not a year. That's what it, the contract is gonna be because they fired him. He's just going to get paid that much money yes. for not working? Yes. Can you imagine being in that room? This is what's all wrong with college sports, okay? Sure. So they're saying, yeah, we should probably fire him. But if we fire him, it's going to cost us $75 million. And they're like, yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. How much will I make if you fire me? Um, I don't know. I take you to dinner every now and then. <laughs> Oh, that's better. Something to be said oh, for that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is that all of our sports? No, no, you no. Went I, have a game. More, you went to I have a, game. a few more things you to mention. I know you don't like talking about soccer, but it's at least worth saying that in Major League Soccer, we are in the playoffs. It's FC Cincinnati versus Columbus Crew. Okay. So it's Battle of Ohio on one side. Okay. And it's the Houston Dynamo versus the LA Galaxy on the west. Okay, that's fine. Galaxy are favored. Okay, whatever. More okay. to come. But you need to fill us in in Miami. How did it end up with... Um, who was the guy that played for Miami? It's LeBron not... James? No, no, no. The soccer. the soccer. Oh, yeah. Messi. Yeah. How did they end up doing? Well, they were almost all but mathematically eliminated from making it to the playoffs when Messi got in. They okay. did win a cup, which was amazing. And next season, they should be So like all awesome. saying, it was a good deal for them. Oh, it was a fantastic okay. deal okay. for them. Absolutely fantastic deal for them. I went, when I was down in Florida last week, I went by a school. They said that Messi's kid goes to uh, elementary school. You want to take a guess what it costs a year? $75 million. You read the story? <laughs> the Jimbo Fisher school. No, 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 but it was, it was, it was something like $23,000 for, okay. for the kid's third grade education. And for him, that's nothing. Oh. He's probably kicking into Jimbo Fisher's retirement. Yeah, that's too. right. That's right. You know, it's is, like, what, only $75 million? That's a bad deal. Uh, one last one last word about sports, I think, is that NBA is, uh, I got to see the Cavs versus the Lakers on Saturday night with my daughter, Eliana. It's always awesome to see LeBron James play live. Mm. Uh, the Lakers won in a close game. It's, it's really, I'm trying to think if there's any other athlete that would get honored by the opposing team yeah. as much as LeBron yeah, James. Yeah. We showed a tribute video to okay. LeBron James oh because he just scored his 39,000th point. That's and ridiculous. I think the point of the video was to remind him that he scored the first 25,000 with really? the Cleveland Cavaliers. If I, I, I dare ask you a question because I'm afraid you're going to go on a tangent and go on, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Okay. What's the tournament within the NBA this year? I've been waiting for you to ask me this oh question. My gosh. This is so I exciting. No, 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 no. This is going to be great. And this is absolutely worth listening to. I knew I should. So uh, the NBA has, folks, I'm sorry. has instituted this. It's called an in-season tournament, yeah. IST. That's the, that's the initial of it. And what they've done is they've uh, d divided up the NBA into their areas. They have made them groups of four, essentially like there's group stages. And so regular season games in the beginning of the season have counted towards this in-season tournament. What it's done is people mocked it initially and now – Still do. 
Uh, yeah, by well, the way. You, know, you mock what you don't understand. Yeah. Now you're going to understand it. Now the turnaround has been people are like, all right, this is actually quite cool because it's given some energy to, to the, the early beginning part of the, of the season. season. That's fair. And uh, what's going to happen actually is it's almost done. Next week, the playoffs are going to be in Vegas for the top eight teams of this. And so they're going to go to Vegas to a single elimination and it's actually And does all of that cool. go on to their regular season record? Well, the, the playoffs won't. Okay. So for the majority of the teams, they don't make the playoffs. But for the few teams that do make the playoffs, it's an exciting thing. And, and the teams that don't make the playoffs, they get a break. Yeah. They, okay. they get a break. Do and they, the are they still going to have an NBA All-Star game? Oh, yeah. And that happens in February. So it's okay. kind of a nice vibe of like you get a, a week off in December. Okay. And then you get another week off in February okay. as you're playing the season. Uh, currently, the Celtics look like the team to beat with the Sixers right behind. Uh, interestingly enough, Minnesota Timberwolves is up there. The shock is the uh, uh, what's Oklahoma City Thunder. They're playing exceptionally. Yeah. And then the Nuggets, um, having a little bit of a post-win hangover, they've lost four of their last six. Okay. But nobody's counting them out. Nobody. All and, right, folks. And there that you have it. is That's our it. sports. Oh, and there's hockey as well. No, there's not. Yes, there is. Keep going. Anyway. Take the journey of a lifetime on a Franciscan University pilgrimage. Together with Franciscan friars and expert guides, you can explore holy sites around the world and see firsthand the richness of our Catholic faith. You will visit amazing destinations, enjoy fellowship with other pilgrims, and be renewed in your relationship with the Lord. Upcoming pilgrimages for 2024 include pilgrimages to Guadalupe and France and an Alaskan cruise. I don't know what holy site we'll see on the Alaskan cruise, but we'll make one up. Registration is now open. You can register and learn more at faithandreason.com slash pilgrimages. That's faithandreason.com slash pilgrimages. And we hope you will join us on one of those amazing and wonderful trips. And an Alaskan cruise is the only boat ride I actually am interested in going on. The Alaska Cruise, we are collaborating oh, with our friend, and Heather. Heather. Oh, how fun. So, yeah, so Heather's going to help us My new us neighbor. With yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Heather right. Kim just moved downtown, like three houses down for me. Two houses Two down Two houses down, yeah. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. So I was over there um, Friday, Saturday night, and okay. you were at the game. Yep. You were at the game, right? Right, yeah. right. House, oh, did you bless the house? I did, I did. Oh, and Jen nice and Colby were over there. Yeah, that's yeah, great. So. But yeah, yeah, the cruise actually, the Alaska cruise we're doing in August, I've been able to do it a couple of times. Actually, cruises are kind of fun for this kind of thing because there's a lot of time when you're in the water, so we'll have workshops, we'll have mass every day. It's really, and, and actually, I think Alaska, I've done a number of cruises. Alaska might be my favorite because you're always seeing something. Yeah. Because you're close to the land and glaciers and wildlife. It's really, it's really beautiful. It's beautiful. There's definitely cruise people. Yeah. And hello to all of you cruise people. Yep. Um, I had a very bad, I, I went on one cruise. It was a horrible experience. We went on a cruise. My sister goes on a lot of cruises. And so we decided we'd all go on a cruise together and she wanted to go somewhere that she'd never been. I didn't care. It's a cruise. We went to Cuba. and Cuba. Cuba. 
And what I found out later was that because the dock in Cuba is so small, they actually had to recommission a decommissioned cruise ship from the 70s. That you had to get off and get in that? Well, that's that was the whole that whole time the we were on this boat. boat. It was, was a old, tiny little old, boat. Old. It, I mean, the pool on it was just slightly larger than the Studentville Country Club pool. And as you might imagine, that's not very big. It's not. Uh, we jokingly called it the travesty of the seas. It was <laughs> it was a really horrible experience. Bob, all things like that only happen to you. I know. Did I tell you one of the tours in we went on Cuba was like a history tour, and we ended up in Revolution Square, which is where Fidel talked yeah, yeah, sure, for seven sure, or eight sure. hours, and it was a big parking lot. Essentially, that was the highlight of the tour. Cuba is beautiful, by the way, and the people are wonderful. But this was just a funny moment, and so my wife, you know, politically sure sensitive. Does. Um, asked the guy, the Cuban guy, so isn't, isn't Fidel like a dictator? Like, why do you like him so much? I'm like, oh, me and my kids are like <laughs> taking a step away. The Cuban guy is like, well, I know that's what you think, but we think of him as a revolutionary. And my wife, who just doesn't no, know no, how to stop, stop, says, Jen. well, who are you like revolutioning against? And he went, well, you, your CIA. It's like, thank you. Thank you. Here's a tip. Uh, we got to right. go, honey. I'll give you a tip. <laughs> the boat's leaving. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, but cruises are fun. So, and, other, other and go than on them. Actually, cruises are cruises are a lot of fun. Do you have you been on other cruises? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ones with like big slides and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mom and dad and I um, and my brother went. We've done a couple through the university. Actually, Father Mike and I and Benedict Rochelle did one to Alaska. Hmm. Uh, when you go and you do the footprints of St. Paul in the Mediterranean, okay. you spend about four or five days on a cruise. Yeah, Hour? so yeah, yeah. There are. I mean, one of the things I like about them is. The, a real sense of community. You're together. Yeah. You don't have to figure things out. You know, the food is always there. The, right. You don't have to unpack. That was actually a nice thing. You yeah. don't have to pack and unpack. So that part, right. I mean, I get it. The fact that some people, it's just not what they do, which is great. But I th I've actually enjoyed them. It's, in many ways, it's who you're with too. Sure. Like I just, yeah, actually, I cherish the time that I had. I'm with my mom and my dad on it. So it's really, it's really cool. That's really cool. So uh, we wanted, uh, you know, we, we missed uh, talking about something we've been meaning to talk about, which is some of the pro-life issues. Uh, I, think, I think I was in England and you were sick when the whole voting on issue one in Ohio. Oh, that's that, right. That's, that was my, yeah, yeah. that was D-Day for me. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had, in the beginning of that podcast, we had said, hey, we should talk about that. And then you were just so sick at the end. It's like, eh, we're just going to stop this yeah, podcast yeah, now. Yeah. So, um, but then we forgot to bring it up and somebody, a viewer asked about you know, whatever happened with that? Yeah, well, obviously we were voting that uh, no on issue one that would basically enshrine abortion rights in the Constitution of Ohio. And I I may or we didn't talk about it at all, but I know that I'd said a number of times in other interviews that sadly my thought was that we were probably going to lose. Yeah. And we did. We The, the pro-life. Big. Yeah. 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 And it, it's interesting. And this, I'm not, like, there was nothing genius of what I said, but. When Dobbs overturned, I said, uh, at that time, now the work begins. Right. And that's proving to be the case. I mean, I'm glad R.V. Wade was overturned. The fact that it was enshrined in our United States Constitution was not a good thing, was not good law. Yeah. But I also was aware that things like this can happen. The reality is, is almost every um, vote that's happened since Dobbs has been overturned, the pro-life groups have lost. Hmm. Um, which is interesting. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, DeSantis from Florida, he was talking about how they've kind of wrecked work through those issues in, in Florida. And he said, I personally am pro-life, but the majority of the people in Florida are not. And granted, that's the same state that's elected him overwhelmingly. Right. So his point was, is that we had to come to some compromise. And, and 
I think when pro-life people hear the word compromise, they they hear sellout, and right. and I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's entirely fair. But one of the things that's proving to be true is the pro-life groups are are getting lambasted largely in the media. You, right. you shared some of the the, oh, right. the things that you heard in the news that. It makes the pro-life people look absolute extremists. They tell a story in Ohio. Of, yeah, you know, I was sharing with Father Dave before the show. You know, I being here in Ohio, I got to hear a lot of the ads. And my first instinct was to just hit fast forward and not listen to it. And then I said, no, actually, I want to hear what, what they're saying, what other people are hearing. And, you know, the classic one was a story of a woman who um, was facing death, could not get an abortion, had to flee the state, spend thousands of dollars mm -hmm. um, to save her life. Now, if you're not educated about the nonsense of that, you go... It, makes, it sounded really compelling. Wow. Yeah, you, and, and I think it's always a tough sell, too. I'd, I'd say generally in our American psyche, anything that says, we're going to take away your right, right, people are like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the government shouldn't be involved. Yes, exactly. Which is, again, it, it's, it's all being manipulated, but that's the language right. that they use. Yeah. Did you hear any pro-life news things? Not one. Neither did I, Bob. Not one. I, I, my, I, I, I mean, I had my, to look for some. I did see some, but I searched for them. Right, my numbers could be off, but it was something like $8 to one, you yeah. know, pro-abortion people spent. And a large percentage of that money was out of state. Right. I mean, they had an awful ad here in Stoomville. It was um, Catholics for Choice. Oh. It was just awful. And it said, um, you know, one in four abortions are uh, on Catholics. Now, this particular county we we won. I mean, the pro-life group really came out in this county. Right. Actually, if you take away Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus, the rest of the state voted the way pro-life, but it's because of the cities and yeah. the money that was pumped into it there. It was just... And yeah. I would say, you know, just to... We were talking about kind of a hope here, right? I don't think it would be fair to characterize that means that all those voters are, are rabid pro-abortionists. I think, I think part of the conversation is... It, it, it that's what that particular commercial was about the health issue mm. you know they what they heard was well wait a second i might be against abortion but goodness if somebody's life is on the line you got to do it now what's missing in that conversation is that a medical procedure sure, sure. that saves somebody's life and the secondary effect is terminating the pregnancy is not called an abortion yeah. um an abortion is the intentionality of well, terminating a life right. without any other you know reason behind it yeah. but that gets lost in the mix, and and there's other people that throw in the you know rape and incest. Yeah, Probably sure. not you know a bit thoughtlessly. I actually had a conversation with somebody who mentioned that, and I just you know looked at him and said, okay. I said, well, but the baby's that 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 child is still a child, right? It's not their fault. Well, I guess it's and it was almost like the right. light came on. He was like, uh, oh. Uh, yeah, why, yeah. yeah, the line is, why should the child pay for the crime of the father? Right. Which is fair. Um, but what it does say though is. I think it's fair, like it or not, that there is a large percentage of Americans that want some restriction on abortion. Yes. But what often is presented is all or nothing. And yeah. that's what, and to go back to DeSantis, he just said, he said, I worked with my electorate with the population in, in Florida and what we came to is 15 weeks. Now, would both of us prefer there be no abortion? Right. Uh, obviously. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. But Florida now has a 15-week ban where Ohio has no ban. It basically up until the point of, of 30 seconds before the child's born. Part of it is a political issue. How sure. do we navigate it? And, and it's, it's just proving time and time again that if it's this all or nothing, the pro-life group is getting 
killed on this. Yeah. And there has to be some way where we can come together and incrementally accept, like like DeSantis said, you know, if it was up to me, there'd be no abortion. But it isn't right. up to me. Right. So we settled. Originally, they had wanted it at 24 weeks, and they settled on 15. And again, let's be absolutely clear. We would prefer no abortion, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. But if but if 10 babies get saved because of that law... Yeah, I mean, politics is the yeah, part of the yeah, possible yeah, you yeah, do again. Yeah, was yeah. it George W. or H.W. <clears throat> Bush... He had an interesting statement that he said that he wanted to reduce the number of abortions yeah. in the United States. And I and I heard that and I thought that's a clever way of coming at it. Like he's he realizes that he can't say I want to end abortion in the United States politically. Like yeah. you'll just get so much blowback. But he says I want to reduce the number of abortions yeah. and people go, "Oh, well actually that sounds like a good idea." Yeah. You know, and I want to increase the number of adoptions. Yeah. Well, that actually sounds like no, a great that's, idea. That's absolutely right? right, Bob. And that has to be I think more of the language um because yeah, the, the extremes of the rhetoric mm -hmm. um, aren't actually being helpful. And My, even in that, I think, I mean, it, it puts the pro-abortion people, again, they, they used to say we want it safe and rare, you know. So to say, would you prefer there be less abortions? It's hard for them to say, no, we want as many as abortions. <laughs> yeah, but, right. So it, it, I think that's actually a really good strategy to go about it that way. Yeah. My hope, though, in this, and, you know, the podcast is called Dave That Hope, um, my hope is actually more in grassroots movements of things like 40 Days for Life, mm -hmm. prayer vigils, um, uh, health, abortion. Women's health centers. Women health right. centers, right? Like uh, abortion centers closing. Uh, people who have conversations with people who are going in and talk them out of it or at least pray for them. Like I would say that we need to keep fighting politically, 100%. We need to keep fighting politically. But we can't just assume that politics are going to fix this. It really has to be our witness and our witness of love and our prayer and our fasting. Um, that's what's going to make the difference, you know. And so what if the law said you could do it at any time, yeah. but there's just not any abortion You're centers right, open the, the or there's not enough doctors that will are willing yeah. to do these things? That's actually where the real change is coming. So be hopeful. Keep fighting the politics of it. Keep sharing the good news. And if you haven't participated in a prayer vigil uh, a life chain, whatever mm -hmm. those things are, do so. You yeah, know, yeah. Pray for those that are doing so. And um, that's the only way it's really going to happen, I would say. And just the other thing that was interesting, the, the state of Ohio also voted on legalizing recreational mar marijuana. Woo. Almost the exact percentage is, is, is the pro. So the same do people that went in there that, that said, yes, we want abortion are also the ones that said, yes, we want dope. Yeah. So anyway. There you go. Do you, do we, we don't have another read, do we? Uh, we don't. Okay. So in our last few minutes together, oh. one of the things that you and I have talked about over the last many years, Bob, and this is our 151st. <laughs> yeah, that's is that right. right? <laughs> it is. We didn't want to say anything about the 150. Yeah, no, we just no, wanted no, just no. to let it be there. But yeah. yes, 151, baby. It's kind of like the movie uh, Monty Python, Search of the Holy Grail is coming out. It, it, it's its 48 and a half year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So they're re-releasing it next right. month. So, um but we, we've talked about the Holy Father, and, and we've both shared some concerns of some of the things that were said. and, yes. and how So, yeah. you know, we've, we've been fair. I think we've always been charitable. And, and But one of the things that we've expressed is that some of the issues are not necessarily what Pope Francis says, but how it's reported. Right. Right. So as at the beginning, as, as Bob and I were extensively planning on what we're going to talk about tonight, um, I asked him about the letter uh, to the German bishops. Yes. And his response was, 
What letter? What letter, right? right. So this is a really interesting thing. So what, one of the things that, that... And I like to think I'm a fairly no, educated that, that's, that's Catholic. No, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely <laughs> right. right. So we had a situation where actually one of our professors, our theology professors in Gomming, mm-hmm. she's actually from Germany. Right. And it made quite a bit of news about a year ago. She resigned from the Synodal Way and just in total conflict. She's, with a, she's an incredible theologian, a, she's well, an amazing a well-known person. figure in Germany. It's a gift to have her on she's her faculty. She's a dual, dual doctorate, and yeah. she also pray, plays praise and worship for the students. Yes, yeah, she the does. Guitar. I yeah, mean, she's, she's, really really, she's really remarkable. Yeah. Well, she and two— uh, We should three, say her name, Katrina— Vester Horseman. Vester Horseman. Yep. Yep. Katarina. Katarina Vester. Katarina. So she and a couple of other theologians and one journalist wrote the Holy Father and said, in essence— like what's going on in, in Germany and, and shared some of their concerns. And the Holy Father wrote back and said, you know, I share these same concerns. I've challenged the German bishops. And they were like, literally, he wrote back in a day. And he's like. <laughs> he got right back to him. This is crazy. And then she, they said, could we print this? And to their surprise, they said, yes. So this letter gets printed. And then 36 hours later, another letter that the Vatican wrote to the German bishops was just published. Mm. Nobody's heard about this because it doesn't speak to the narrative that we're hearing. Right. What did this letter say from the Vatican? Uh, as you German bishops go on the synodal way, um, women's ordination is off the table. We, we, he, the Holy Father says, we stand with what John Paul said, that it simply said, it is not possible for the church to confer on women. And then he goes beautifully talk about the genius and the wonderful thing about women. Did that make the news? No. no. The other is he said, and so is... Um, the blessing of gay unions. He said the church is not changing its stance and its teaching on homosexuality. Again, if 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 Pope would have said again, who am I to judge? The media it would have been everywhere. Have been but this crazy. doesn't speak to the narrative that has been created by it, the media. It, it's a bizarre narrative in the sense that you might think, why would the media be so positive about Pope Francis? Right? Like if you don't like Catholicism, you should be really negative about him. Well. I mean, I think they're they're trying to use Pope Francis as a wedge, absolutely between Catholics that's a really and their good faith. Point. That's and, a really good point, and that's their goal is to say we want you to start thinking that your Pope is against you. Now he gives enough. <laughs> he said enough obscure things and stuff that is yeah. reasonable to talk, and he's from to a very different question. culture, absolutely right. And you know, people of good conscience can have issues and conversations in that sense. But you're right; it's this edge of. He's going to ordain women. He's going to marry priests. He's going to bless gay unions. Mm-hmm. And and that actually, the media doesn't want to say when he comes out strong, like abortion, that was another issue. And he came out strong enough eventually that the media gave it up. But, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about an abortionist as like hiring a hitman. It's like, okay, I guess we'll just let yeah, that or, or, or allowing a gay couple to adopt a child would be abuse. Yes, you know, right, so, right. You, so, you know, these are, it's just important and as Catholics that we just listen and we do deeper research and we don't get the sound bites. And even I think well-meaning conservative outlets will jump on a, uh, a headline, you know, that, that sure. you know, is just clickbait in that sure. sense. And, um, but even, in, you know, we talked going into the Senate quite a bit about it. Um, nothing about those controversial topics, again, related to human sexuality and, and transgender those they simply they were just, not part of it. They just weren't yeah. part of it. So it was interesting. I was at an event with Bishop Barron, and he shared a little bit, again, with what he could share about the Synod. Uh, he said he walked away from it fairly positive. Mm-hmm. He said a couple of things. It's way too long. you know. So they said, you know, don't make it so long. But he said the dialogue, the discussion was good. Interestingly, and again, he, this was public, so it's not. I'm not talking out of school. One of the things that he said he would like to see more discussion about is 
like issues like salvation mm-hmm. and faith, yeah. where they're dealing so much with some of the social issues. And one of the things he also said that was really interesting is so much of the discussion is about governance, about getting in, getting into the heart of governance. He said, I would like to see more about going out. Mm. You know, going out as a church, not about just this idea of who gets to be a part of this governance. So it was, it was good, good, interesting yeah. uh, perspective. We're still waiting to hear the the Pope will write a exhortation. And uh, yeah, exhortation probably is not. The thing. Probably not again because they meet again next August. So probably okay. not again till the fall of twenty four. Although, yeah, it's interesting. The Holy Father's canceled another uh, event today, so there was a little press release on his health. So is he not I, feeling well? Mm-mm. Nobody's, oh. nobody's exactly sure what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's absolutely keep him in our prayers yep. uh, as we uh, pray for our Pope and pray for the church and have hope that at the end of the day, Jesus is in charge of the church. And he we better can, be. We can, yeah. If not, we're in some serious. Because it ain't Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't uh, in that spirit, let's close in prayer. Good. I'll do it. Yeah. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, thank you for the church. Thank you for the rock on which you built the church. Thank you for your promise that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And Lord God, I pray that we would have a spirit of going out, not being defensive. I pray that you would give us a spirit of hope, uh, wisdom, and clarity. Bless all those in the church. Bless the Pope, especially as he's not feeling well. Uh, all those that work in the magisterium and the you know organization of the church, all our bishops. Um, but particularly, Lord, all of us who are in the parishes, in the pews, that we would be proud to be Catholic. Uh, We would joyfully share the beauty of our faith and be able to share that with others who are so in desperate need of knowing the light and love that only Jesus can give. May the blessing of Almighty God be upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Bob. God bless you, Father. Oh, hey, one more thing. Oh. Well, it's just an upcoming announcement. At the end of this month, we are going to do what the cool kids call an AMA which is Ask Me Anything. Yep. So you have a couple weeks now to fill the inbox, hope at franciscan.edu, with anything you want anything. to know. Anything. Anything. You can ask. It's, it should be an AUA. Ask us ask anything. anything. Good point. Yeah, we need That's to change really that. Point, yeah. So uh, definitely think about that. Send us an email. Thanks for all your emails and prayer requests. Again, you can reach us at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. Yeah. Sexiest man alive. Patrick Dempsey. Dr. McDreamy. Dr. McDreamy. Dr. McDreamy.